Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Rebel. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing today? Doing pretty good, you know? It's been a little while since we've yeah. seen each other. Been, uh... I was so- out of the... Somebody decided to be a bit AWOL on his honeymoon. <laughs> yep, I was out of the country on my honeymoon, went to the lovely St. Lucia. I can't recommend enough. I highly, highly recommend people go if they ever have the opportunity. Uh, but yeah, it was incredible and uh, uh, very different from the last time we recorded. I am yeah. a married man, yeah. so I'm officially off the market, so uh, very excited about that. How did how was the, uh, the wedding for you? You obviously were... In attendance and a member yeah. of the wedding party. It, it, you know, it was fun. You know, it was good. I mean, thanks again for including me in it, obviously, as a groomsman. Um, and I'm sure if I, yeah. you know, if I hadn't been a groomsman, you would have invited me anyway. So for sure. I can't thank you enough about that. But yeah, it, was a, it was a pleasure having you there, man. It was. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be yeah, there. You had a, had a fun time? Yeah. yeah, a fun time. Gotcha. Dancing around leave with it, some glow leave sticks. Leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Got some funny photos of John. Yep, my, on yeah, the dance floor. Got some pretty good ones on me, absolutely. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, I had a great time. It was a blur. Um, I don't want to, you know, bore everyone with the details too much, but there will be photos to come, and I'm sure very yeah. excited about those. And like I said, the honeymoon was incredible, and I can't wait to go back. Um, I also can't wait to drink some whiskey. So uh, why don't we go ahead and dive into this episode? We're very excited about this one, Andy. Tell the folks out there <laughs> everything they need to know about Rubble. Of course. So this is a brand that's kind of been around the block. Quite a ways. It's changed hands a few times. Um, but it's something... <clears throat> it was... Um, they claim it was founded in 1849. Really, the brand Rebel or Rebel Yell, um, they recently changed their name from Rebel Yell to just Rebel um, in the last year or two. But the brand itself has been around since the mid-1900s. But the distillery it started at uh, has been around since 1849, Stitzel Weller. Yeah. Which, you know, for anybody, I mean, gosh, how many different distilleries have we talked about there um, that have somehow tied in their names, you know, to Stitzel Weller. I mean, you got Blade and Bow, obviously Weller, um, Pappy name, like quite a few other illustrious names have oh, yeah. come out of that Stitzel Weller distillery. Yeah, they're big time. Yeah. So, you know, for a full rundown of what the Stitzel Weller distillery was, uh, you know, go back and listen to any of at least those three episodes that I just mentioned. Well, or two of them. We haven't done Pappy yet. <laughs> Don't want to pay the exorbitant fee for that yet. Yeah, fingers crossed we can get our hands on one. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, the, so, it was originally created, like I said, about mid-1900s, when Stitzel Weller was still kind of in a, on his last heyday as a distillery before they shut down in 1972. Um, but it was created by the former distillery... Um, I forget what he did for the distillery, but Charles Farnsley, who I think worked at the distillery for a bit, but was a former mayor of Louisville um, prior to, I think prior or during his time as mayor, he was involved with the distillery. Um, And it was kind of created with the idea um, of marking the 100th anniversary of the original uh, W.L. Weller Company, which was founded in 1849, of course, then merging with the Stitzel um, Distillery to form Stitzel Weller. Um, 
So that's was kind of the one of the main reasons they decided to do it. Uh, and it was something, you know, initially during those first few years, like during the 50s and 60s, at least, um, you know, their plan was to really only distill it in small batches. Um, the arguably is kind of the first small batch bourbon, if you will, at the time, even though they didn't call it that, I don't think. Um, and then market it exclusively for distribution in the southern U.S., um, which is also partially why they named it Rebel. Hmm. Um, at least as I've seen in the stories and everything, they kind of wanted to um, try and recognize the, you know, the history and everything of the rebellious nature, if you will, of um, the southern U.S. in some gotcha. sense. Um, and it was still, like I said, it was distilled there until the Stissel Weller Distillery um, broke up in 1972, um, or at least just stopped operating in 1972. Um, you know, obviously it's been since been kind of revived a little bit, but it was at the time in 1972 was when it first shut down. And then Rebel at that time, um, from then until I want to say maybe the late 90s, early 2000s, changed hands a few times. Um, until it was, it was actually until 1980, um, until it was purchased by the David Sherman Corporation out of St. Louis, Missouri, which is now known as uh, Luxco, which for anybody that knows that name is, operates the um, Lux Row Distillery out there now in Kentucky. Um, and as far as I know, since 1980 or the early 80s, when they purchased it, uh, you know, Luxco has been distilling... Um, either contract distilling or themselves in-house distilling and bottling, aging everything uh, for Rebel um, for those last 40-ish years. Uh, now, originally, it was um, during this time, I think they contract distilled it through Heaven Hill, and then Lux Co. Lux Row would sit there and age it and bottle it themselves, do that part of it. Um, but then... You know, of course, after taking it over, they also started to expand distribution to a lot of the northern states. Um, I think once they, you know, built that Lux Road Distillery in Kentucky, and obviously now being in Ohio, they've, uh, we being in Ohio, you know, they've started to distribute it and sell it here in the northern states. Um, and so they were kind of sitting there doing it um, there for quite a while. And then, you know, I think distillation itself actually is now started to um begin at their Lux Road distillery in Bardstown as of um 2018 and that wasn't when the name they made the name change like I said I think they only decided to change the name from Rebel Yell to Rebel or Rebel 100 um which is the base spirit that they have or the base offering that they have um around 2020 or 2021 was when they made that name change. And it's just like kind of finally inventories starting to change over to the new name. So if you see both names, it's the same. It might not taste the same, but it's the same like brand, everything. Cool. Um, and it also has, you know, some other famous ties as well. Um, you know, it actually had a, uh, song named after it, a uh, Billy Idol's rebel yell. I, th I think it's one of the two was named after the other. I want to say it was Billy Idol's song was named after it. Um, 
the whiskey, because I think he used to drink it, but then it was also the uh, preferred bourbon of one of the greatest drug or most famous drug addicts and rockers of all time, Keith Richards. <laughs> um, you know it's legit. Yeah. So, I mean, if he's drinking it, <laughs> clearly it's probably a good one to try. Hell yeah. Um, and typically, <clears throat> it's, at, it's aged at least two to four years. Um, at least per their website and per what I could find, they aged at least two years. I don't know if with the name change and everything and moving to their Lux Road distillery, they're going to age it longer, like four years. I don't know what the plan is there, but at least it's aged two years. Um, and it's a mash bill of... 68% corn, 20% wheat, and 12% malted barley. So it kind of follows that Stutzelweller line of having weeded bourbons there. Like what came with a Weller or not Pat. I was about to say Pappy, not Pappy. But like Weller, Maker's Mark, a few of those other ones. Hmm. Um, and this goes ends up going into quite a few different ones. Um, the one that we're trying today, Rebel 100, which was the regular old... Rebel Yell, I believe, before the name change. Uh, then Rebel Kentucky Straight Bourbon and a Straight Rye, as well as a, a root beer flavored whiskey and a ginger whiskey. And then their newest offering, which I think just came on the market this year in 2022, if I recall, uh, Rebel 10 Year Old. So they've definitely expanded quite a bit there. Um, and everything I've, you know, I have not heard a bad word about them yet. As far as everything goes. Um, yeah. Well, we're about to find out what we think about it, aren't we? Yeah. So everyone, get yourself a uh, bo- or a glass port of the Rebel, or the Rebel Yell, as many used to know it as, and uh, join us in the tasting. All right, folks. We have a glass of the Rebel uh, poured. Andy and I do, so hopefully you do as well. And we're going to start the tasting now. As always, we're going to start with the nose. Kind of thin for me. I mean, like some of those, like yeah, pretty light. Yeah, a little bit like sweeter caramel or like a sweeter yeah. oak or vanilla. I'm getting like a caramel kind of. Yeah, yeah. Maybe sweetness. maybe that thinness is just because it's so like I was saying, it's just so young. Yeah. Product, but um, you know, it's kind of a little bit thin. That ethanol kind of comes through just a little bit for, too much on it. For sure, I agree. All right, cheers, sir. Cheers. I get a little... Still pretty light, mild. Yeah, yeah still get... Not super complex. No, not like the most complex thing. Um, I definitely get some of the oak, a lot yeah. more of the oak. Uh, yes. Some of that like orange fruit the in it. The sweetness, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, kind of like a nutty spiciness in there as well. Absolutely. On the palate. Um, kind of like a spicy peanut butter or something almost to me. Light pepperiness on the finish. Yeah. It, it, it's... it's a solid whiskey for you. You said it's pretty young, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad one, and it definitely. I mean, this is hundred proof. It definitely does not really. Maybe just because my palate's more acclimated to them, it just doesn't drink like an hundred proof. Mm, no, this bad boy is eighty proof. Oh, that's eighty. Oh, that's eighty proof. So that's, it, it drinks like an eighty. I would say. Yeah, it definitely drinks like an eighty. Yeah, proof I was gonna say it, does, it would feel light for a hundred. Yeah. Um, solid bottle. I think I got it here in Cincinnati for sixteen ninety nine. Like very. That's not bad at all. Very affordable. So yeah. Uh, if you're looking for something that's a little 
lighter, a little smooth, weediness, uh, like you kind of all the you know flavors we discussed, and what, don't want to break the bank. It's a solid yeah. option. This would be definitely a be a good one to maybe introduce somebody to. Absolutely. But also mix into a cocktail if you wanted, maybe. One hundred percent. I agree. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, listen to, and share every episode of Distilled Discussions. Follow us on social media as well. We really do appreciate your guys' support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.